0: Are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alright, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things, but on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline where the game starts. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be previewing Kentucky basketball's game against the South Carolina Gamecocks. We're going to go over the offense, the defense, and then some final thoughts and some questions about this game to wrap things up. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen. Every single day, want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all platforms. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. The South Carolina offense... Uh, I always like to give just a little bit, of, uh, a little bit of an example of what I think about the offense for Georgia. Uh, it was just uh, incredibly uh, high-paced. It was uh, for Alabama. It was like playing like they were on fire. For Vanderbilt, it was akin to their football brethren. For the South Carolina offense, I have simply put offensive in uh, not in the uh, the positive way, saying, oh, well, they're very uh, it's a good offense. No, it's an offensive offense in my opinion. They' They do so many different things that are typical standard college basketball, what you would expect out of an offense, and they don't produce. And in my opinion, it's just very overall, it's very bland. Uh, they average 70 point eight points per game which is 11th in the SEC their pace of play is relatively fast they are 61st nationally in adjusted tempo you go and watch some film they're not afraid to push push the ball up and down the court a little bit but they're not flying up and down the court like it's not something that's part of their game plan like they're not intentionally trying to stress you on the offensive end by playing the transition game it's just something that will happen uh, if they if the opportunity arises for them they do they do put up a lot of shots they put up 61.3 field goal attempts per game that's fifth in the sec that's relatively high and for for any of you out there that are wondering we play kentucky plays in an offensive league they play in a league where 11 teams are above the scoring average nationally i believe the scoring average nationally is like 69 point something points per game and 11 uh, teams in the sec score over that so we play in an offensive league so whenever you look at some of these numbers and some of these overall metrics Um, I I like to break it down by where they rank in the SEC for the most part, and that's because, you know, it's what's average in our league. It's what you're going to see night in and night out. We don't care about what the national average is, really. We we care about what's going on in this league, and points are being scored. So 11th in the SEC in points per game, uh, 5th in the SEC in field goal attempts per game. They actually take right at an average amount of threes, uh, according to the SEC. They take 21 per game. Seventh in the SEC. Uh, And I think the most interesting thing about this offense is that they do rack up. They, they do like to collect a lot of fouls. They like to draw fouls on opposing teams, but they don't get to the free throw line a ton. They average 18.2 free throw attempts per game, which is 10th uh, in the SEC. Normally, I like to talk about stylistically what uh, an offense likes to do. I could not find anything on what Frank Martin likes to do offensively. I saw a lot of different things uh, that he likes to do on defense, which we can, get to, we can uh, get to later. But stylistically, I had to go and watch some film. It's a motion offense. Um, but uh, I'll be honest with you, it's ha- nothing. I have nothing against the coaches. I have nothing against the staff. I just don't. I just disagree with a lot of the things that South Carolina d- likes to do offensively and defensively. From a, a, I guess an X's and O's and a philosophy standpoint, I just simply I don't like it. It's just not entertaining to watch, at least in my in my opinion. Stylistically, it's, again it's a motion offense. In my opinion, when you go and watch them. It does not seem to have a ton of direction. And I'm not sitting here just to hate. If this was a good offense, I'd praise it. Uh, but but it, it, like I said at the very beginning of the show, it's stuff that you kind of see in your typical cliche style of modern offense. You're going to see things like fa- it, th- this specifically, though. You're going to see a fake dribble handoff set on the left wing. And then you're going to see an actual dribble ha- handoff set on the right. And then both players are going to weave into the, to the paint, and then they're going to hope they can find a shot or kick it out. I mean, you're just going to see that repetitively. It's there's not there outside of that. There just not seem to be a lot of direction um, in this in this motion offense. It's kind of like two in, three uh, three out. Which I mean, it's just a normal offense when you think about it. Uh, in my opinion, there's nothing special about this offense. There's nothing necessarily special about any of these individual players. It's a team effort on offense. I'll tell you that. It's like unsalted butter. It's like Wheaties, except there's no prominent athlete on the cover. It's just Wheaties. There's, there's nothing else there to really excite you. It's like both sides of your pillow being warm. And it's like Vanderbilt, except if it was Vanderbilt actively trying to be Vanderbilt. It's just nothing excites you about this offense. At least it doesn't, in my opinion, when you go and watch them, when you look at the numbers. I mean, overall, let's break down some more of the numbers. They average eight, uh, 13.4 assists per game, which is 19, or ninth in the SEC, excuse me. Get my numbers all over the place here. So they don't distribute the basketball very well. 42.5% shooting from the field is is bad. Like objectively, that's bad. I know like we, we like to talk about rankings in the SEC, but objectively, just overall, that's just not good. That's 13th in the SEC, though. If you're shooting at 42 and a half percent and you're putting up over 60 shots a game, something's telling is something is telling me that you're doing something objectively wrong with your sets and your in the style of play that you, you like to run. They don't shoot well from the free-throw line. In fact, they're dead last in the SEC in that category. They shoot 65% from the foul line. Now, when you coach high school, when you coach college, my assumption would be, uh, again, I'm not coaching these kids, but if my, my assumption would be is that you need to hit 70%. You need to hit 7 out of your 10 shots at the free-throw line. They're free. Um, shooting 65% is not good. In fact, that's 343rd nationally. 32.1% from 3 is ninth in the SEC. So they don't shoot well in any area whatsoever from the floor, from three, from the free throw line. They get rebounds uh, on on an above average rate. 38.6 rebounds per game is fifth in the SEC, probably because they're putting up a lot of misses. Uh, And then they average 15 turnovers per game, which is dead last in the SEC. So they're dead last in the SEC in two categories, ninth in two others, and 13th in another. And overall, I'm, again, I'm just not really impressed with the way this that this offense is run. There's nothing special about it. There's nothing necessarily intriguing about it on film. And when you go and look at the numbers, they're not producing. Just simply not producing. Now, the defense is good. Of course, I, de- I disagree with the way they play defense, but we'll get to that in a little bit. The defense is good. The offense just, there's nothing there. It's, a, it's offensive to me. Uh, and I say that kind of jokingly. I said at the, the beginning kind of jokingly, but you get my point. Just overall, an SEC play, they've not really done a lot to impress me. In fact, they're averaging 70, almost 71 a game, but you go and look at their SEC play numbers, they're averaging 65, I believe it's 65.4 points per game, which is, is simply just not good. It's not good. Three key contributors here, though, we'll try and run through them. James Reese the fifth is a senior guard. He's a solid shooter, one of their only solid shooters, shoots 37.7% from three, averages almost 11 at points a game. rebounds per game, 2 assists per contest. He's going to do a little bit of everything for them. He has uh, a lot of experience. Eric Stevenson is their lead scorer, 11.3 points per game. Uh, He is a shooter. Uh, Point guard shoots 97% from the foul line, 97%. James Reese and Eric Stevenson, if you're going to see these guys shooting threes, those two players are probably going to be the ones doing it. 4.3 rebounds per game, 2.5 assists per game also for Eric Stevenson. Both those two guards do a lot for this team. Devin Carter, all three of these guys' guards in the, uh, in the key contributors department. Devin Carter, freshman guard, knows how to get to the rim, uh, has scored, uh, I believe, 13 and 10 points in these uh, last two games, averaging 8.5 on the year, uh, 3.3 rebounds per game, 1.5 assists per contest as well. Like I mentioned, he knows how to drive. He knows how to get to the foul line. 77 free throw, free, uh, free throw attempts is the most on this team. And I'll say it one more time, I don't want to be too incredibly repetitive. Just not a lot to love about the South Carolina offense. We're going to talk about the defense, though. What they bring to the table and how they could potentially frustrate this Kentucky team because I feel like we've seen this style play before. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game here in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. Bet Online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait, take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Betonline where the game starts. All right, moving along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you're watching on YouTube, I would really appreciate it if you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We broke 300 subs, guys. We have been doing this for, what, month and a half now? We're up to 300 subs. Absolutely incredible. Uh, I really appreciate all the feedback that I'm getting over on the YouTube channel. All right, the South Carolina defense said the South Carolina offense was offensive. South Carolina defense Evil. I, it's, I say again. I say that jokingly, but uh, we'll we'll get into my my true complaints. If you've not been listening to the show, we talked about Vanderbilt and we talked about Missouri and South Carolina. I think all three of their defenses are very similar and very frustrating to play against. But here's a statistic here uh, for you. We like to try and give out an interesting statistic when talking about opposing defenses. This uh, South Carolina is 330th nationally in fouls per game. They foul 19. Point seven times per game. That is a lot. In fact, that is crazy that you can foul 19.7 times per game on average. They are 334th in total fouls. They have fouled 433 times this season. However, they have only had seven disqualifications. So what would that mean? Well, sounds like to me, if you're fouling a lot and you're not getting a lot of disqualif- uh, disqualifications, you're playing a lot of players. And they do that. They're fifth nationally in bench minutes. About 44% of their minutes are contributed from their bench. So they rotate a lot. Defensively, that's the strategy. And uh, one, more, one more thing here. A fourth of their opponent's points are from free throws. So if Kentucky scores 100 points against South Carolina, not likely. But if they scored 100 points, 24, 25 points would come from the foul line, which is crazy. Uh, Again, fifth nationally in bench minutes. They rotate a lot of different players, and that's what they're going to try and do against Kentucky. We saw it frustrate the Wildcats against Vanderbilt. We've seen it frustrate opponents uh, at other times this season when playing South Carolina and teams like Missouri and Vanderbilt. They will foul you. They will play incredibly physical. They'll put you on the free throw line, and they'll hope that the official early on in the game will call the fouls, but eventually there will be a discrepancy, right? There will be eight fouls to three, eight fouls to two. We saw this in the LSU game, one of the first games of conference play against Kentucky. And we saw the game even up to where at at the half, there was only maybe a two or three foul discrepancy. It was like seven to 10 or eight to 10 or something like that. You're going to see that in this game, I believe. And that's the philosophy that South Carolina wants to have. It's like, okay, you can call it early but the official is going to try and even things out and we're going to continue to play physical basketball. It's just simply not a fun strategy to play against. Or if the official does continue to call it, they're going to put you on the free throw line and then we're going to make a free throw shooting contest. And if you don't shoot free throws well, then we're going to see if we can execute on the offensive end. And by the way, we're still going to wear your opponent your, uh, your offense down as best we can. Playing through fatigue is something that Frank Martin has emphasized and uh I, I it's it's again like it's just not a very fun pace of play at least in my opinion we got to see it in the kentucky game it's just not fun to be able to go out there and just not have a lot of pace to it and every 15 to 30 seconds a foul is being called it's just simply my opinion it's not fun that's just me though if you if you if you disagree i'd love to hear about it in the comments below or all the socials i'd love to hear your thoughts on it 68.4 points allowed per game is 162nd nationally. So they, they're they're about average in points allowed per game. 34th in defensive efficiency uh, in the country. That's pretty good. It's because they, they play a very physical brand of basketball. They're 8th in the SEC in steals per game at 7.9. 3rd in the SEC in blocks per game because they have a little bit of length at 5.2 blocks per contest. Uh, but they don't force a ton of turnovers despite the fact that uh, that they um, that they put their hands on you a lot. And uh, and there, there you have it. Kentucky should be able to control themselves in this game. Turnovers, again, have not been a huge issue this season for the Wildcats. I don't expect South Carolina to be able to really get in Ty Washington's head or Severe Wheeler's head. I just don't think that's going to happen. Something else that we're going to have to be concerned about, we saw this in the Alabama game with Oscar, Oscar Sheeble, and I wonder if uh, other teams have picked up on this is you notice down low, whenever Shibway would get the ball and he'd try and post up, Alabama would come help. they play incredibly physical and they try and knock the ball out of his hands or he'd get fouled. South Carolina's definitely going to do that in this game. So we're going to have to try and actively avoid injury or wearing Oscar Shibway out, and we're also going to have to actively try as a team to not turn the ball over in the post because Shibway is going to get attacked. It's not just about the guards this game. I believe everybody is going to have to make sure that they take care of the basketball. All right, we're going to talk about some final thoughts here in just a little bit. We're just going to talk about uh, what I think about this game overall. Just get some final thoughts in and a final score prediction. If you have a final score, would love to uh, see you leave it in the comment section below on YouTube or if you want to hit me on the socials, say, hey, this is what I think gonna ha- is going to happen in this game, would love to hear on the socials as well. Before we talk about a final score prediction, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now virtually impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the other person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? It's not fun. In fact, you yourself have computers at home with access to rockauto.com, and you have, you've got a phone that has access to it as well. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30 50%, even 100% more for the same parts for, from a chain store or car dealership when you can get it on rockauto.com for cheaper. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are also reliably low for every single customer, and they've got everything you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that, that you, they uh, know that we Sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Go check them out. All right, wrapping up the Tuesday edition of Locked on Kentucky, some final thoughts here on the game. I I did not want to sit there and complain about the fact that South Carolina's defense is not fun to play against. Uh, I didn't want to just rant because I've ranted already on this podcast about Vanderbilt and Missouri, and I don't want to get into South Carolina, but I believe it's not going to be a fun fun game pacing-wise. Some final thoughts here. So the last two games, Kentucky's really struggled to rebound, out-rebound their opponent. In fact, they've been out-rebounded two games in a row. Can Kentucky do that against South Carolina? Fifth in the SEC in rebounds per game. Kentucky's still first in the SEC in that category. Can they get back to crashing the offensive glass? I think these past two opponents kind of holding Shebway at bay somewhat has been a factor in that. And I think getting Shebway going is going to be important in this game. I think it's going to be difficult, but I think Kentucky's going to have to try and do that. Does Damian Collins get more minutes is another question that I have here. Uh, I, I think that he played very efficiently uh, against Alabama. I think we're going to need to, him to fill in if Shibwe gets into foul trouble, if he starts to turn the ball over, if he gets worn down. I think Collins is going to have to come in, play the dunker spot, and play it well like he did against Alabama. I think Kentucky needs somebody like him coming off the bench to provide some valuable minutes. They need a little bit more depth. They need to be able to expand themselves uh, as the regular season comes to a close. They need to start finding some different guys on roster that contribute can contribute uh, if things get dire in the NCAA tournament. Another question here, can Ty Ty Washington get out of a shooting slump? Three games in a row, Ty Ty has not shot the ball well. Did not shoot it well against Alabama, who was 6 of 15 from the floor. finished with 15 points, but... I want to see more consistency out of Ty-Ty, and I think he's going to need to understand he's about to get hounded in this game. He's about to get hounded. He's going to get put on the free-throw line. If he's going to try and curl off these screen- screens and knock down these two-point jumpers, he has to be at least decisive in what he does so that the physical defense that South Carolina's playing doesn't get to him. All right, I've got one more, actually, question here before we get to the parameters that I always get to. I've got an over-under And this, again, is is for the YouTube comments, but if you're on social media, if you're listening on podcast format, I would love to hear your feedback on this. I've got an over-under for you. Would love to hear your thoughts before the game is played. Over-under 15 rebounds for Oscar Sheewe. He's averaging over 15 right now. I've stated all these different things about how I believe South Carolina could potentially make his life miserable in this game. Does he get 15 rebounds over or under? Would love to hear your thoughts. Comment below. All right, four parameters here. Wrap things up. Can Kentucky shoot the ball well, have decent shot selection, play well in transition, and protect the rim? Let's go over them real quick. Can Kentucky shoot the ball well? I'm going to say no, they won't shoot the ball well in this game because South Carolina is going to make life difficult on Kentucky. I think Shibway is going to have to really fight in this game. I think Ty Ty's got to get out of a shooting slump. Davion Mintz is in a little bit of a shooting slump as well. Wheeler had zero points last game. like to see him improve. Uh, so so I think no, outside of Mel- maybe Helen Grady, I don't think that Kentucky overall is going to shoot well in this game. Does Keon Brooks return to form like he he, uh, he uh, his incredible game at Kansas? We'll just have to see. Can Kentucky have decent shot selection? Talking about Keon Brooks here for a little bit. Something that I noticed uh, against Alabama is he shot well. I believe he was four of nine. But a couple of his misses were rushed. When you give Keon Brooks time to get to his spot in the mid-range and knock a shot down, he's going to have success. But whenever Kentucky's offense starts to ramp up the pace, you start to see Keon start to hustle a little bit. He starts to overthink, and he gets a shot up before he can really think about what he's doing. At least that's the way I interpret it. I'd like to see him settle down a little bit in this game because he can become incredibly efficient if he just thinks about the shots that he's taking We saw it in the Kansas game. I think he can return to form as the season goes on. He has that potential. I think he has the potential to become consistently what he was in the Kansas game. He has to be making smarter decisions on the offensive end. He's got the talent to knock those shots down. Just overall, I would say for Kentucky, don't hustle and fog up a shot just because you can. Think about what you're doing. This is not Georgia. This is a team that's going to put pressure on you. Can Kentucky have decent shot selection in this game? I think they're going to need to especially if the officials have tight whistles. Can Kentucky play well in transition, both offensively and defensively? I think Kentucky can get out and run on anybody. I mean, we saw that against teams like Vanderbilt twice. And it may prevent South Carolina from being physical like they want to be. So while I don't think that the transition game is going to be as big of a factor as it was maybe against Alabama last game, I think it's definitely going to be something that we we see at different times in this game just to throw South Carolina off a little bit. And then finally, can Kentucky protect the rim? South Carolina doesn't have a lot of guards that can finish well at the rim. They don't have a lot of shooters, so I'm going to say yes. And I honestly, honestly, we may come back and be like South Carolina's forwards: Keyshawn Bryant, uh, Jermaine Cousinard, and uh, there are other guys. They have dunked all over Kentucky. Maybe completely wrong, but I think Kentucky's going to do just fine, especially if they did give Damian, Damian Collins the minutes that he uh, he deserves. Lance Ware's been playing fantastic off the bench. I have no complaints about him. So I think overall, yes, Kentucky is going to hold South Carolina to a low shooting percentage. They may not, may not get the blocks, but I think they're going to protect the rim overall. Final score prediction, I believe Kim Palm has Kentucky winning this game 76-73. Don't think Kentucky's going to get held that low. I'm going to say 79-64. Um, it's not like I'm trying to copy Kim Palm. I literally wrote down the final score before I went and looked at what he had to say. There just happens to be a similar opinion. If you have a final score prediction, again, I would love to hear your thoughts in the comment section uh, below and that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me uh, on uh, on uh, social media at on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow uh, the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you guys all tomorrow. Have a good day and God bless.